back in 2014, I remember having this conversation with my best friend, Doug, and we were lamenting the fact that Michigan football was not in a good place. Well, meanwhile, watching SportsCenter and you're seeing Oregon Ducks head coach Mark Helfrich receive a question about Jesus girls and Marcus Mariota, and they're just having a grand old time. And meanwhile, we're talking about all of the moribund that was happening in Ann Arbor. Things have certainly changed because you're seeing the Michigan coaches and players and everyone involved having fun. We're going to talk about it on this episode of Locked On Wolverines. You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Tuesday, we're back and doing it. Lockdown Wolverines podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. And it has been a now that Jim Harbaugh is back, I'll tell you, man, we are just having all kinds of fun, right? Like it's not just him, though, it's the players, it's it's everybody seems to. I mean, there is still certainly a seriousness. This isn't quite like 2015, 2016 insanery. I know I just made up that word, but it's not like Kyle Kalis and uh, Eric Magnuson, who I still remember fondly, or uh, Drake Johnson, who I, Zach Shaw and I were talking about it recently. It's like he just made stuff up. <laughs> like he he told us at one point he sits there and think thought he would sit there and think about what he was going to say in the in his interviews. We're not quite there yet, right? Like a lot of the players are being more, you know. That they're they're focused on business, but certainly with Jim Harbaugh, it's been a lot of fun. Post game, coming out of the uh, the Rutgers game, there were like six moments of Jim Harbaugh that was all vintage. I know we talked about some of them in the post game on Sunday, but it it wasn't all just that, right? You had uh, you had different things that happened. My favorite is probably Cool Jim, right? When he you know he asked about Blake Corum's thing about like a you know cool guy Jim, and he goes, "Oh, Cool Jim." That's what, that's what most people refer to me as. I, I, I thought that was so funny. I even sent it to Sarah, and Sarah's like, I don't think people refer to you as that, Jim. Um, <laughs> but uh, you had that. You had uh, the, the, what I just wrote about, Will Johnson and the pass interference that wasn't right. And, uh, and he said, I thought that was terrific sportsmanship. It was all kinds of stuff like that. There was uh, what happened on Monday. There was something that happened on Monday that was really funny, too. But, uh, I mean, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's just that certainly this is a team that is relaxed in a good way, right? It's not relaxed because it's just, oh, we're accustomed. You know, whatever happens on Saturday happens. They are also very, very focused on the task at hand, right? And... I do think that that got pumped up a little bit, even more so, with uh, what happened with Ryan Day's postgame comments. Because now that Ryan Day is out there saying we are physical, and you can look on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and see my or Instagram or TikTok, and see my little Arrested Development homage to that. Because um, <laughs> I couldn't help myself when I came up with that idea. But um, I live in Arrested Development quotes, by the way. That's all my best friend and I talk in are Arrested Development quotes, pretty much exclusively. We just find ways to work them in. But uh, I think that the, the team is even that much more on high alert, right? Like, it, yeah, okay, it's a rally call for Ohio State after the fact. 
but still, it's one of those things where I think it affects Michigan in the sense that Michigan's like, okay, you say you're, you're a physical team. We're well aware of that, that that's what you want to be. That's what we have been, but we need to take it up a notch. That's kind of what like Mike Sainer still was asked about those post-game comments and everything. And obviously, no one's really touching the Ohio State of it all right now. They're not going to say anything inflammatory uh, or whatever, but it's... He's like, okay, well, you know, we, we're going to do everything we can in our power to get to that game and be the best possible version of ourselves. We pride ourselves on our physicality. That's what we like to be known as. That's what we're going to do. I just remember the Jim Harbaugh comment from, uh, from Monday. It was the asked about the Ohio State. If, did you watch the game? And he's like, oh, my wife's got the YouTube TV and everything, and I was in hog heaven and, and uh, you know, getting to watch all these different games and, and whatever. And, I mean, it, it was just, it's just a lot of fun, right? That hasn't really been the case, but that is indicative of a, of a coach and a team that is aware that it is good. Now, certainly we haven't seen Michigan be overwhelming in the same sense that we'd seen them play before, but that doesn't mean that they don't know that they're good, right? Obviously, we're going to know a lot more about this team when it goes on the road to Nebraska. Nebraska has got currently the top run defense, and uh, they were saying top run offense. I haven't looked, so we're going to look just to be sure. So I'm not just talking out of both ends here. Uh, well, it's not the top run offense in the country, but it is in the Big Ten. Uh, 234.75 yards. Weirdly, Michigan uh, is uh, 50th. So you wouldn't expect that. Granted, uh, Heinrich Harburg has played a big role in that. But uh, keeping in mind, Michigan was fifth last year, averaging about the same. In 2021, Michigan was 15th, averaging 214. So there is that. And then when it comes to, to top rushing defense, Nebraska is number two in the country, number one in the Big Ten, allowing just 46.25 yards per game. Now, that said, of course, let's just – I know I'm, I'm kind of tangenting here. Um, who's Nebraska played? It's played Minnesota, Colorado, Northern Illinois, and Louisiana Tech. It's won its last two games, but – Colorado is not exactly a, uh, a big-time rushing unit. They're throwing the ball more than anything. They've got only 223 total yards rushing through four games. So they're averaging 55 per game, right? I mean, certainly uh, Nebraska had something to do with that, 58 yards. But, I mean, 55 yards against TCU, 58 against Nebraska, 70 against Colorado State, 40 against Oregon. So uh, that's not – Colorado, not exactly great at that. Minnesota – has had some decent rushing in moments, 55 against Nebraska, but then 296 against Eastern Michigan. They tried to throw a lot against Nebraska. They only rushed 25 times against Nebraska and then 56 the following week. Uh, 170 against North Carolina, 244 against Northwestern. So Minnesota certainly picked it up, and then the other teams, whatever. So that said, Michigan needs to have this type of edge to it. And we'll see what it looks like on the road. Uh, but uh, that's what I think what we're going to talk about next is uh, is the road atmosphere at Nebraska because that has been a, a high topic here. And Michigan cannot be distracted by it, but they are aware of that. We will get into that in just a moment. But first, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you've got access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team, team faster and for free. And you know what? It is so easy to create a job on LinkedIn Jobs. After you do that, you can add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. 
with simple tools like screening questions that makes it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Just like Michigan went out and dipped into the transfer portal to get the right guys to help them win a championship, you can help your business win its championship by finding your transfer portal players in LinkedIn Jobs. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, apologies for no Monday show. I'm still trying to work out, like, just this travel balance, travel work life balance. So apologies. We're still going to have five this week. We will have a post game after Nebraska, probably still on the ground at Nebraska before I start making the long trek back. Yes, I am driving to Nebraska because flights are insane. And as much as I'd rather not waste time, I would, you know, I can, I can, I can drive. I can listen to podcasts. I can listen to worship music. I can do whatever I want. Uh, I'll probably listen to a fair share of Sirius XM. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a long drive Minnesota too, man. I'm probably going to have to do that because the flights are just stupid expensive. I checked like two weeks ago and they're like $200, but I was like waiting to see, is it, is it a night game? Is it a day game? Can I figure out how to maybe just fly in day of my grandma's watching Zuri while I'm gone and, you know, I don't want to burden her too much, but man, I'm going to have to make that drive again. I did it in 2020. Uh, but anyway. At least it'll be better than 2020 because there was a snowstorm the entire way back. It was I was white knuckled all the way from Minneapolis to Madison because that's where it's snowstorm entire way. Uh, as soon as I got on the expressway in Minneapolis, there's just piles of cars everywhere. Had to do a, a a radio interview as soon as I got on the expressway, and I'm like, "Well, let's we'll see how high anxiety we can make this interview." Anyway, um, so Michigan. Uh, travels to Nebraska. I was really, I really enjoyed the last time I went there. It was a lot easier because it was, uh, it was a direct flight to Lincoln nonstop because they United created one so that the uh, cheer team could could go and it, other people got to be beneficiaries of that. It wasn't expensive. Yes, I am lamenting that entire thing now, but it isn't. It is a unique experience and it is a very cool place. I can see why it's special, and so can the Michigan players, right? Like it, it really had a very special vibe to it. Lincoln in itself seemed really cool. I went downtown and watched uh, watched the Red River rivalry. That was week six in 2021. And uh, but just getting there with all the red and it's like this giant stadium kind of in the middle of the state, really. I mean, it's kind of the eastern side of the state, but you know what I mean? And having driven through Nebraska, the entirety of Nebraska at, uh, in the middle of the night when I moved to California, it was just like not what I expected to see, even though I've seen it on TV. And when they finally got to let the balloons loose in the second half and and just how that game went and the crowd and everything. And, and, but the funny thing is, is talking to, to these players, talking to Mike saying, we're still talking to Trevor Keegan uh, on Monday there. He's saying the same things that Michigan fans tend to say of Nebraska fans. Like they were so nice. You know, it was like, they, you know, they were like, Oh, that was a great game. Good job, guy. <laughs> Good job, buddy. I know I'm starting to sound Canadian. Sorry, Canada, Mike. Uh, but uh, it was a, uh, it, it had like an element of, of just everything you want in college football. And they talk about, the, you know, thunderstruck and lights going down. And there is still the onus, as Mike Sainer still said today, that, hey, we need to be able to make that our song. You know, we need to make their traditions our traditions. We need to embrace that. That is instilled by Ben Herbert. 
again, I don't think people recognize exactly how important Ben Herbert is for everything that Michigan does nowadays. But this is going to be a really good test for Michigan because Nebraska, let's just face it, is not good. We just talked about some of the stats. But maybe they found something in Heinrich Harburg. Matt Rule came out and said yesterday, like, Jim Harbaugh's Michigan is our model. Mike Sainer still talked about, like, hey, they've got that option game. We have to be really, really disciplined. He said, good news is we've seen some of that with UNLV. But this is... It, I think this one's going to be the harder one out of the, the next however much. Now, that said, Michigan was convinced that Rutgers was going to be the, the toughest. But at the same time, we've seen Michigan teams prior to 2021 go on the road against teams that had no business being meddling with and finding themselves in a fight. Minnesota 2015, you know, comes to mind. Was Michigan really that much worse in 2019 than Wisconsin? I don't think so. Granted, Shea Patterson was injured, but they went in with a lot of bravado, and certainly there have been some some changes that have happened since then, uh, and it, a lot of it was the culture and the players that were there that saw what how the team reacted, the younger players who weren't yet a part of it that said, we're not going to let this happen again. That's the good news is some of those players are still there. Not all of them, but some of them are. So it is incumbent upon Michigan to go there and take their will from them. So, so far, the starting defense has only given up a touchdown and two field goals. Uh, I would say that uh, one of those two, well, either of those field goals from Bowling Green was more the offense's fault for turning the ball over, but they did still drive the field on the first one and the second one that was they were already in field goal territory. One bad play against Rutgers and everything else kind of worked itself out. So I am curious to see if Michigan has a, run defense as it thinks it does. And let's go ahead and take a look at exactly where they stand right now. So Michigan is obviously no slouch when it comes to stopping the run. Um, although a little bit higher than I thought, 13th. They're allowing 80 yards per game. They've given up one touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Michigan's given up two touchdowns all year total. One of them was garbage time. The other one was obviously the start of the Rutgers game. They're giving up 80 yards per so Michigan was giving up 97, 98 yards per last year with the run defense they had. So they are doing a little bit better now. They'll have to do it without Mason Graham, who we all know is a run stopper, but Kenneth Grant really stepped into his own. So that's the good news. But they're going to have to deal with the atmosphere, and that is going to be an easier said than done scenario. So I will be curious to see how Michigan handles that regardless because this is going to be nebraska's super bowl now they're flying high after two straight wins certainly they they're playing with house money in some ways but matt rule is going to have those guys believing they can win if they strike first then you never really know what's going to happen so but if michigan is the team that it thinks it is then it's going to go in and it's going to handle business i would like to see michigan you know, it, it, I I don't want to say run up the score because this is not a necessarily that Nebraska is a tough team regardless. Right. It, Nebraska, not good last year. Right. Like, let's call a spade a spade. A lot of teams weren't scoring a ton of points against Nebraska. Some were like, but Michigan, Michigan had 34 against Nebraska. That's right in line with what Michigan has tended to have lately. Thirty four to three. Uh, but uh, Purdue got 43 points against them. Oklahoma got 49. Georgia Southern got 45. Uh, Northwestern got 31 in the, in the loss. But otherwise, I mean, most of the time, their scoring defense was pretty good. So I'll be curious to see how, how Michigan handles that. 
because it's going to be a little bit. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to be tough. Their defense is good so far. Uh, overall total defense, and uh, Nebraska's twenty fourth. They're giving up twenty two hundred ninety eight yards total. Michigan, by contrast, is giving up two hundred thirty one yards, and that number would probably be a hundred yards less per game if it wasn't for uh, garbage time in the first three games. So that's what it is. Anyway, that's uh, that's gonna do it for that. That's all I got. Just uh, now, yeah. let's. <laughs> I I want to get more into the Ryan Day stuff. I want to get into some Michigan State stuff. We're gonna do that here in just one moment. But first, now is the time for your game changer of the week. Brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Mike Sainris, still Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. You know what tastes good is a pick six. The one where Mike Sainer still flips Junior Colson on his head because he don't care who's in front of him. Honey Badger don't care. And he takes it to the house to completely turn the game on its head. It's the second straight year that Michigan found itself in a tight game against Rutgers and found a pick six to help him out. Mike Barrett was the, was the guy last year. Mike Sainer still this year. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. Uh, they brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. As a NA beer drinker, I am, a, I am a big fan. The great part of it is no hangovers. Ever. You can find Athletic in-store online at bars around the country. Uh, so go to find it at a store near you. The non-alcoholic brews of Athletic Brewing Company at a store near you. Or you can buy it online at athleticbrewingcompany.com. Sorry, athleticbrewing.com, rather. First-time customers can use the code Locked On to get 15% off of your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout. For 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. So as previously mentioned, I've had a lot of fun with this Ryan Day stuff. Now, um, I said this, I believe, the other day. I'm going to reiterate it. Is it, It's the type of thing. It's kind of like the free Harbaugh with JJ and the shirt and everything where like Michigan fans love it and everyone else thinks it's ridiculous. Ohio State fans absolutely love Ryan Day's charade. And I will call it a charade. If you saw it, Jerry Emig, this SID for Ohio State, told him to take a deep breath. And then he said, watch this. And then went did everything he did continued it in the post-game press conference um and uh it, it just became a, a whole thing right and certainly it's gal- gonna galvanize the ohio state of it all and it's gonna make everyone else think it's ridiculous i think the ridiculous part of it is is that uh he did you know the the toughness the physical toughness came while notre dame had a self-imposed disadvantage of 10 guys on the field which i think is absolutely hilarious Right, like that's that's fake toughness, but it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I think it was Serena, uh, lawyer lady Serena, uh, Raby, well, Nay Raby Schwartz. I don't know how she's going uh, as far as her name is concerned, but she she had tweeted like you know that someone who she tweeted the Game of Thrones, uh, Tywin Lannister, like you know no no one who's truly the king has to tell everyone that they're the king. I know I butchered that, but. Uh, were you saying that to uh, Joffrey? 
it's kind of that, right? Like you can sit there and say, hey, we're physical. We're tough. We're physical. Are you? I don't know. I think, though, the funniest part that's come of this is not even Ryan Day related. It actually comes uh, courtesy of a friend of mine, and that's Rico Beard. So, Rico, if you if you get wind of this, I apologize for blasting you here on the podcast. I, I give you full freedom to do the same to me uh, on uh, 97.1, the ticket, if you are so inclined. So, if you didn't see, uh, Rico, uh, I, told, I was told this again by my best friend, Doug. He was like, I, I was listening to the ticket, and Rico claimed that it was not about Michigan, the bad second half that uh, Ryan Day claimed to have had. I mean, he's had more than one, but... Uh, he said, oh, it's, it's about Georgia. And I was like, Ryan Day said it in the post-game interview. He said it. It was about Michigan. Sure enough, tail of the tape, he said it. He said it was Michigan 2021. Somehow forgot about 2022. I guess that's how trauma works is you, you forget about the bad things that happen to you sometimes. You don't have a clear memory of it. Not making light of trauma. I'm making light of Ryan Day. Uh, and uh, Rico, apparently, because that is the most absurd thing that it's like this whole like play down Michigan, right? Like to act like Michigan isn't a thing. Now, MSU clearly is going to find out that Michigan is a thing this year, barring absolute disaster. Now, weirder, worse things have happened. I mean, to knock on wood right now. But uh, I mean, I was there for 2020. Be thankful that you just watched it on TV. But uh, nonetheless, it's uh, it's it's a weird thing that MSU people do is act like Michigan. Michigan doesn't have a rival outside of Michigan State. Ohio State doesn't really care. That's kind of the whole point of what he was going with. It's like, oh, Ohio State cares about Georgia. They don't care about you, Michigan. I- I'm sorry. Ohio State would trade what- whatever they did last year. They would trade some, a lot of people. Uh, you've seen the polls, I'm sure, on Twitter. Uh, where their fans are asked, national championship or Michigan win, pick one. Michigan win is where they usually, at least 50% of that fan base is. So that's what rivalries are about. And as much as Michigan State people want to act like Michigan-Ohio State is not, like, not only the preeminent rivalry of all rivalries, they want to act like it's not even a rivalry. Sorry, it is. It's... They make the biggest deal out of everything, Michigan. They won't say Michigan's name. They cross out M's like immature children. It becomes Zishigan for some reason. Team up north and all of that. And that leads me into the next part is the absolute absurdity of the weirdness. So my my Twitter for you, which is something I've started to actually enjoy because it's just I'm not on Twitter as much. I don't live on Twitter like a lot of reporters and uh, it, it's kind of curated to what it thinks I want to see. And I've usually hated that. I just wanted to see them all in sequential order. And I would eventually get through my entire timeline and miss nothing because that used to be how much I was on Twitter. And now I'm, I, I am only on it maybe a half hour a day, if that. And uh, so I was trying to figure out like, OK, you know, like going through and just trying to see everything. And like this wish list that MSU people from Rico to several others that they have of head coaches is just absurd. They have this belief that, you know, Hey, we spent $95 million on Mel Tucker. Just think about what we'll do for the, for the next coach, even more. I'm sorry. Like that money is still currently tied up until it, cause it's probably going to go into litigation and it's probably going to be something. And I don't think that Matt Ishbia is going to just write another check. 
I don't think that the MSU brass is going to be as willing to write another check. So as, as they're sitting there coming up with these fantasies that Urban Meyer is coming out of retirement to coach Michigan State. Sorry, he's not even going to take your phone call, Michigan State. Marcus Freeman, that's the new one that, again, Rico has been touting. Like, Marcus, get Marcus Freeman to leave Notre Dame. I'm sorry, Marcus Freeman will only leave Notre Dame for one school, and that happens to be his alma mater, Ohio State. He ain't going to Michigan State. You ain't leaving one of the five, maybe ten premier. Like, I, I would say it's a top five job, Notre Dame. He's not leaving there to go to Michigan State. Get over your... Mac, when I say Mac, I mean from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, megalomania, where you think you're a lot bigger than you are. I understand you want to be bigger. You had a really good program from what, 2011, 2010, 2011 through 2015. You've had a couple good years after that, but it's been few and far between 2017, 2021. That's pretty much it. It does not make you a premier program. And I was even saying to Bryce on the sidelines before, uh, during the game, we were talking about it. And he's like, I think they're going to try to go after Mike Elko. And I'm like, Mike Elko would be a fool to leave Duke right now. Certainly people are going to come after him, but it's one of those things where it's like, he already has beaten Clemson. If he can beat Florida State, they're in the driver's seat in the ACC. ACC, the teams that they're adding, they're, they're nothing. You could be in a really, really good situation at Duke. Going to Michigan State right now, I mean, you, you have all this Mel Tucker stuff hanging over it over your head as it is. Who knows who they're going to lose? They've already lost a recruit, four-star safety. Reggie Powers, I believe his name is. They already lost him. They're going to lose players on the team. The roster is already depleted. The talent is not even what it was, in my opinion, from what was at the end of Mark D'Antonio when they had some, like, the Panachukes and some other players that were pretty good. They still have some guys who could end up being pretty good, but they're unproven for the most part. You don't have a quarterback. And then you've got to face, I mean, it's going to be a divisionless situation, but potentially any given year you can face Ohio State, Penn State. You're definitely facing Michigan, USC, Wisconsin, Iowa, Washington, who they just played and got destroyed by in Oregon. Not a good situation for a, a team that, is in the spot that they're at. MSU is a questionable hire away from really falling into mediocrity, but they have to be real with themselves and look at the Jason Candles and the Matt Campbells. I mean, heck, Matt Campbell was the favorite for Michigan if Jim Harbaugh left before. And suddenly they're too good for Matt Campbell. They need Urban Meyer. Might as well have him co-coach with Bill Belichick and, you know, while you're at it, See if Nick Saban will come back, be your defensive coordinator, and um, will Rich Rod be your offensive coordinator? Maybe you have Jim Harbaugh come come on as a consultant. Just unreal. Anyway, that's going to do it for today. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we're going to have Trevor Sycamore from PFF on. Uh, so look forward to that. So we will talk to you soon. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.